0: Sai Ram, dear listeners, and welcome to our program, Trist with Divinity, offering you conversations with people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan Baba. And today, our guest in the studios of Radio Sai is a very senior and very honored couple of the Sai family. They are from Australia, Mr. Arthur and Mrs. Poppy Hillcott. Arthur has been coming to Swami for more than three decades and he has held various important offices in the Sai organization. In 1983, Baba appointed him as the chairman of the first Sai organization in Queensland, Australia. Later, in 1986, Swami selected him to be the chairman of the Central Council in Australia. In 1990, he became the central coordinator for the Sai organizations in New Zealand, Fiji and Pacific Islands. After he had served in this position for several years, crisscrossing the continents, giving talks, and organizing various SAI activities, in 2004, Swami appointed him as the senior advisor to the Prashanti Council, the body which oversees the activities of the International SAI Organization. Besides this, for several years, he was the chairman of the Christmas Committee which organizes the celebration of christmas in prashanthinilam today december 27 2011 and he is again in prashanthinilam to celebrate his christmas with swami professionally arthur is a management consultant and arthur and poppy as i mentioned before are a much loved and honored couple in the sai family and we are extremely happy and privileged to have them in the studios of Radio Sai. A warm welcome to you, Arthur and Poppy Hilcock. Sarah. So before I proceed into the conversation proper about your journey to Swami and about the Sai organization's growth in Australia, I would like to share with all the listeners how Swami always loved to call you as His Lion. And thanks to your majestic personality and, of course, your free-flowing beard, (laughs) it fascinated Swami so much and everyone. I think you stand out in Swami's family of devotees. How did it feel whenever Swami called you as His Lion?
1: Well, it was a surprise. But, of course, I felt that Swami knew what He was doing. (laughs) And uh, He really hasn't gone anywhere. The body has been placed aside. And as I mentioned the other day, it gives us the opportunity to relate to the Formless God. That we're not badgering Swami looking for things and wanting answers to things. We must deal with the Formless God for that now. And uh, to me, that's very important. So Christmas this year, was it a different feeling for you than the previous years? Yes, it certainly was different and uh, it's changed over the years. And of course, this year was a big change. But uh, we hadn't been for a couple of years for several reasons. When we came this time, we weren't quite sure just what was happening and when it would happen. But it fell into place very easily and uh, we both were very fortunate, very blessed to be able to sit fairly close to the Samadhi. And you know, there was a time, and I used to do it myself, was to see how quickly you could get to the veranda to sit up front (laughs) and uh, be pushing and shoving and so forth. That doesn't happen now. And to go up there quietly and sit and listen to the Vedas and then to the Bhajans. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. You're peaceful within. It's marvelous.
0: You experience Swami from within, now more than ever.
1: Yes, of course. You see, we have to make effort in our lives to understand what all this is about.
0: And that is exactly what you mentioned in the talk you gave this year during the Christmas. Yes. And it was so profound. Everyone was so glued to listening to your talk because it was very very impactful. It was very profound.
1: You see, like I mentioned at that time I went through many difficulties in life. Sometimes would get fed up and I'd look up and say, Lord, why me? Why me again? And it was as if the Lord was saying, why not you? And here's some more for you. So I needed to ask other questions. But I suffered a lot. And when you suffer, you get round to changing what you ask. So you don't say, why me? And then you say, what's all this about? What's life about? Why is there suffering? Why do some people suffer more than others? Who am I? Who am I really? And when you start looking for the truth, God takes you by the hand. Yes. And Swami did that. Right from the very beginning of coming here in '79. He put me through quite a lot.
0: So tell us how did that happen? How did you come to know of Swami in 1979?
1: Well in my search I was listening to a man that came from America bringing the East and West together and he just dropped a one-liner. He said you should get the book Sai Baba the holy man the psychiatrist. Nothing else that was all that was said.
0: This quest for truth was it there from childhood or it, it happened later?
1: No, that happened fairly early in life. But when I listened to him, and then I went out and I thought, I must get that book one day. But it didn't happen. Every time I'd see it, I must get it one day. But on this occasion, I didn't do that until he came back two years later and there was a lady there and she said, Arthur, I have a friend who is a, a bookseller and he's in financial difficulties. And I bought a lot of books off him just to help him out. But there's one book there that's shouting at me that I must give it to you. And of course, you know what it was. It was Sai Baba, the holy man, the psychiatrist. And then I read that book and all I wanted to do was be in India. Not to question and find out whether Sai Baba was real or what he was. I just wanted to be here with him. You just believed in him. You read the book and you... Totally. Totally. And I came here and I didn't know how I could respond to him if he spoke to me. And so as he walked around in the sand and back in those days there might only have been half a line... But if there's more, if you were in the back row, you were the one behind the front line. As he would come out and walk around, I'd watch him coming, but then I'd drop my eyes because in case he should talk to me. You didn't know what to say? No. It was too big for me. I felt the enormity of the situation. I'd watch him walk by, watch his feet go by. And then after he'd gone by, I'd look up and watch him walking further. But on the third day, when I did that, and he walked by and then I looked up. And as soon as I looked up, he turned round and said, Where are you from?
2: Oh,
1: (laughs) It was so easy just to answer. Yeah, it was an easy question than what you had expected. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I said, from Australia, Swami. And actually speaking, because of uh, culture shock and everything at that time, I guess I was feeling that. And I would say on the third day, I said quietly to myself, Swami, please send me home. I've had enough.
0: You are finding it difficult uh to adjust to the place or the experience of being with Swami was too enormous?
1: No, it was just that I felt quite out of place. In India? In India. There's a lot of Indians live here. (laughs) (laughs) However, I did that and um, I also became very ill after a while. In the Finnish I got medicine. But that seemed to make it worse.
0: In Australia, after you returned from India, or in India? It was here. Yeah, yeah, in actually. India. And. Uh, it was very difficult for your body to adjust to the new environment.
1: Yes, yeah. But uh, I think I was being worked on at the same time. Mm. But anyway, eventually, Swami sent a doctor, a visiting doctor, sent him to see me and uh, he came in and uh, he gave me some babuti and then he gave me it's the wildest treatment i'd ever had little paper bags and taking things out and a sip out of a bottle and he said don't worry swami has sent me we'll have you right by his birthday okay that was four days away he came back at night again and the next day I, I had a shower mm. which was wonderful but I'd lost a lot of weight. I think something like uh, at the time six or seven stone and I was a bit like a broomstick. So at that time you had come alone? Yes, yeah. mm. so I recovered quickly once that man treated me. Mm. And uh, I was up into the punachandra for uh, Swami's birthday. Uh, so that was the start of it. And uh, when I left to go to Bangalore to go home, Swami came the same day. So I went out there to see him. And I had a couple of complaints at the time, but He called me in for an interview Mm -hmm. and uh, he told me, don't worry, everything will pass. It'll be all right. And I wanted to ask uh, about my son with his studies, but I couldn't couldn't get it out. Because uh, the enormity of the love that was coming from him. I just had tears, I couldn't talk. But he answered the question I was thinking about anyway.
0: Without you even asking
1: the question? Yes, yes, that's right. He said he will do alright. I'm looking after him. And it was marvellous. Uh, it certainly worked out. Uh, he was looking after him.
0: So that is how it all started?
1: That was how it all started, yes. But I still was pushing for the truth and I worked for the organization. I, uh, When I retired, uh, then I went further up the ladder, so to speak. But there's been nothing greater in our life. And the fact that we go around the world now speaking in different countries, we only go when we're invited. And uh, Swami had said to us, you Get invitations now to go round. Don't come asking me. Just go. Just go. And he said, Don't talk about me. Talk about the teachings. That also helped me to find the truth. To another gentleman, too, Swami had
0: told, You don't have to tell people about me. You tell them about my work. Yes. I will tell them about
1: myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he reserved that for yeah. himself. Yes. Mm. So, uh, you know, going around the world you find so many beautiful people everywhere. And people who need to ask questions. Certainly one country we went to had just gone through war and they were uh, they were full of questions for about 9 hours.
0: Nine hours, you had a question and
1: answer session. Yes, uh, but you know, they'd been through so much. Yes. They really wanted to know what it was about and what... uh, as much as I could give about Swami at that time. Uh, Where is this country? In Europe.
0: Europe. Yes. So after the initial visit to Swami, you kept coming often?
1: Yes matter of fact, we've just come back from uh, New Mexico California. and California going to New Zealand uh, probably in February mm. and then there's Australia as well. Wow. You're busy
0: going around the world spreading his love. It's good job. There is no, <laughs> the nothing most exciting greater. job. But <laughs> what a blessing it is to be able to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we want to go back uh, to your journey to Swami a bit more. You talked about your first visit to Swami. We want to know about your subsequent visits and how was it uh, when you came the second time and third time, how did the relationship with Swami build up? And then slowly He asked you to start the Sai organization in Australia. How did all that happen?
1: Well, uh, for a start, at the first visit, everything was not so marvelous with the food. That's all. It was very very hot those days. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yeah But uh, we got through that But the agent said to me well, we'll see you again. Mr. Hillcone Mm. And I said no, I'll never be back to India again. (laughs) Oh (laughs) Uh, But uh, Swami would have been laughing about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but of course uh, we came back then and uh, and we've continued coming back every year, sometimes twice a year.
0: Most times twice a year, sometimes three times.
1: Yes, three times. Yeah. Mm. So it built up. Uh, the first uh, interview at the time, Swami said to me, how are you feeling? Mm. And I said, fairly well, Swami. But I wasn't the best. Mm. And uh, he said... I will give you something for your benefit, for your health. Oh, he started and waving he material- his hand. Materialized the Rudraksha. Rudraksha? Yes. Wow. A five faced Rudraksha. You still have it? Yes, it's still here. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. And uh, it was very interesting because uh, he gave me that. And if I can just jump ahead a little. He gave me this ring.
0: Wow. Om there. Golden the om. om. Yes. Wonderful.
1: Later on, uh, I had a wedding ring oh, this. on this finger. Okay. And when he put it on, he could only put the ring there. Oh, it didn't fit in, yeah. go inside. Okay. Uh, so I said to Papa, you know, Swami wants that ring on here.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, I put the, the wedding ring. She put it over here. Okay. So that was all right. Uh, later, I come back and Swami's looking at my hand, and he materialized another ring. Put it on this finger, but I couldn't get it on because this ring was there then. You see. The wedding ring. And the wedding. Ring. Yeah. The wedding ring was there. Yes. Mm. And so I said to Poppy, "Oh." I think this wedding ring has to go. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and so I took it off and put the other ring there. Swami has created a beautiful yeah. one. And then I had that at home, and six months later, when I was coming back again, I heard a tinkle, and I had a look, and and the ring was gone. Oh. So I looked everywhere for it, the floor, and no sign of it. And so when I came back, I said to Swami, "The ring is gone, Swami." And he grabbed my hand and he said, "I know, I know, I know." <laughs> <laughs> He'd taken it, you see. Hmm. And he said, "Never mind. Hmm. Later, I'll give you another one. Okay. a diamond. Wow. And uh, I think it was 18 months later and he was talking to Poppy, and uh, and he had this ring. Wow. And uh, he put that on. Mm. And he said, whenever you need Swamiji I will be there. Yes. What an assurance. Yeah. And he's been there ever since. He's there everywhere. He's there in you,
0: around your head. He's there in both the hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, Swami does actually appear in the ring. He does appear
1: in different, oh, yeah. different ways. Sometimes full on, sometimes on the side. Sometimes you see still. Swami in the ring? Uh, yes. Uh, sometimes Swami uh, is there. Sometimes He's there. Blessing.
0: Blessing. Yes. Oh, so you have visions of Swami in the ring? Mm.
1: Yes, and it, it, it has to be have, just other right. People and you other people
0: also it. can see. Yeah.
1: I'll show you after. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it
0: would be my privilege. (laughs) Amazing. So tell us more about (laughs) your interactions with Swami. The way He played with you, the way He guided you on your spiritual path.
1: Yes, well, He did humorous things at times.
0: Yes. He loved
1: you so much, so he really loved to joke and have yeah. fun with you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dearie, he, he used to call me. And he used to get lions. Yes. And I'd go up to him. You see, but this time he didn't do that. He was talking to the students inside the, the mandir, mm. and he stepped outside where they couldn't see him. Mm. So he didn't call out. Mm. He just went, come. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> And, uh, just indicated to me. So you I went to up to Swami and I said, mm. Yes, Swami? He said, Oh, the boys just want to see you. <laughs> I said, See me? <laughs> he said, Yes, they want to see you, really. You go on in. Mm-hmm. So I went in and then there was a big roar from the students. Oh. <laughs> so I knew Swami had been up to mischief. <laughs> and uh, But you're with him. Nothing matters, see? Yes. But I saw one of the students later and I said, listen, what was all that noise about when I came in? Oh, he said, Swami was teasing us. Mm. What do you mean, teasing you? Oh, he said, he pulled up your sleeve and started to move his hand and said, would you like to see a lion? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, uh, well, they said, yes, Swami, yes, Swami. So he called me. <laughs> so, you know. And it's, it's all love, and all these things are yes. not as they seem. Just I mean, it's some so humor. It's
0: so wonderful to yes. see Swami, you know, really play with us, just yes. like one of us.
1: Yes, that's right. That's for our benefit. Yes, every bit when God that. comes down
0: in human form, that is when you have the opportunity yes. to see these such beautiful facets of the divine. Well,
1: yeah. oh, it's lovely. But well, I think. Most importantly too is the times that he, shall I say, saved this body. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, once uh, at home I had a series of uh, pancreas attacks. But the first one I said to, uh, I, said, I was in hospital and uh, getting injections for the pain. And while I was awake and waiting for the next needle, I said, Swami, you told me you'd always be with me and you'd always take care of me. And now that's all I've got. And uh, the doctor that had been with me most of the night came and he brought a visiting uh, physician with him and he spoke openly, you know, the the other doctor. And he said, I don't understand what's happening. I was getting ready to do an exploratory operation to find out what was happening. But he said, now he's getting better. Mm. And the surgeon came across, or the physician, and he said, Mr. Hillcoat, it seems you're a bit of a mystery any idea at all why you're getting better? <laughs> well, you know, you just couldn't tell him. Hmm. So I just said, will you accept prayer? Oh, yes, of course. Then he walked off. So when uh, did this happen? That was in 1983. Okay. Uh, it, it came on. I, I was at the conference in Canberra when indullah Shah was there. Yes, yeah, so Then uh, I I certainly got better. After that, was 1984, back in with it again. And about six years in a row I was in hospital with it. And the doctors were saying, now, you'll get worse and you'll have to spend more time in hospital. So you um, were in and out of the hospital for six years? Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: It was the same problem? Same problem.
1: The same problem, yes. They eventually found out that it was pancreatitis, mm. but they couldn't find out why it was happening. And even one doctor said, We're going to take your, pan- your um, gallbladder out. And I said, well that fix it up? And he said, We're not sure. It's a good shot, though. Mm. But we never went back. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm getting around to was the fact that the worst attack I had was uh, in Fiji. And then they got me back to Australia and in hospital there. The worst attack. However, it was the last one. Mm -hmm. And uh, it didn't happen anymore. I didn't have to go to hospital again or anything. Mm. So you see, I had to go through those things first. And uh, that was that. But the other uh, one in particular was that I'd had a, a hernia and uh, when I got here on this particular time, I'd had it for 10 years, when I got here, I had to sit on the ground and I had a group of about 32 or so at that time and giving out keys for them for the rooms mm-hmm. and then they got me upstairs. So it was uh, not good the doctor was telling me you know this is not good you am worried about you there's an Australian doctor and he said this you've got a strangulation mm-hmm. and by this time you'll be in risking um, gangrene Yeah, gangrene and so He said, I want you to stay on your bed. Don't go up to Darshan. Mm -hmm. And that happened. But then after another three days, it was getting worse. And so I asked uh, Howard Murphy, I said, when Swami comes out in the morning, ask him if I should go to Bangalore for an operation. And when he came back, he said, that's the loveliest time I've ever had with Swami. Mm. He held my hand, and he was like the mother. And he said, I know, I know. this pus, pus. So he said, have him brought up in a wheelchair this afternoon, mm-hmm. and which they did. And uh, it, it took a Chinese group in, or sent them in, and then he turned around and beckoned for me to come forward. And at that time, he hit me. You don't know what was happening at that time. But then I went in. He helped me out of the chair. Mm. And I went in and slid down the wall. Mm. And as soon as he came in, he said, You've got pain. And Being a big Australian, you know. I said, It's all right, Swami. He said, you've got pain. And I said, yes, Swami. So away went his hand. He materialised three long white tablets. And he said, take one now. No water. (laughs) Mm. But I got it down all right. Mm. Then he rolled the other two up in tissue paper and put in my pocket. Like I was a little boy and might lose them. (laughs) And he said, one tonight, one tomorrow morning i said yes swami so he talked to the chinese group then but after some time he looked at me and said come we went into the private room and he spun me round and sort of pinned me to the wall where no one could see me and uh, he said to me a very bad hernia i said yes swami and uh, away went his hand again and when he flicked it over it was covered in a yellow fluid like oil oh and he massaged that in matter of fact I lifted up my shirt and that and he said and I ended the cords Mm. and uh, he said right down then he massaged that into the hernia then he went to get a cloth to wipe his hand While he was doing that, I pulled the trousers up, tied the cords and dropped the shirt down. And Swami came back, but he came back as the mother. That's a bit hard to talk about. But he said, yes, now you can go to Bangalore. Just have a small operation. And I said, yes, Swami. And I thought, I'm not going to be here for Christmas because this was the 18th. And the next day was the 19th. And, uh, and as quick as I thought that, he said, it's all right. You'll be back before Christmas. Oh. Yeah. He, he, knows, uh, he knows the he lot. He knows yes. all the time. And uh, so uh, he told me, don't worry about anything. I will make all the arrangements. Everything will be all right. And so uh, Kotumbu Rao was there then. Ra Yes yes. Uh, he came up. You know, two doctors came first, and Swami's a stickler for a protocol. The doctors have a role to play. And so he sent two doctors up to see what was wrong with me. And then they had to go back and report to him. And uh, so that was done, and then uh, the secretary came up. And he said, all arrangements are made. there be a car here at 6 o'clock in the morning. And there was a friend there talking to us. And he said, you'll go with him. So I said, the ladies were going to go with me. Now he said, they're safer here. Uh, he will go with you. And uh, he won't be there long. So they took me in there. And it was different because it was if. As if I was making the arrangements for somebody else. There was no concern about it. It was a sort of a little, what would I say, old operating Mm theatre. So uh, the operation took place. But when I spoke to the surgeon about it, I said, what sort of uh, anesthetic you be using? And he said, Oh, several well, ones, what would you like? <laughs> and I said, I don't much about them, but the last one I had was uh, in the back of the hand. All right, he said, we'll use that. And I said, Will you be uh, putting a support in so that it doesn't happen again? Oh, yes, everything will be done right. So I said, Well, my friend here, uh, is there somewhere nearby that he can get food? He said, I've been told you must be cared for. My wife will do the cooking and send it to the hospital. Mm. Marvelous. You see, Swami did everything. Everything. After three days, or on the third day, the surgeon came back to see me. And he said, how are you feeling? I said, I'm very well, thank you. And I'm ready to go. What? He said, you can't go. And I said, but the car's out there waiting for me. He said, I can't help that. You can't go. It's too soon. Anyway, I'll take the dressing off and uh, check it out while I'm here. So he took the dressing off and he stood there looking at it. And then he said, yes, you can go. And so I had a look and it was healed. (laughs) So you see... Uh, he does everything and not only that the devotee doctor came back with us and he went and stood at the double gates and he insisted the car come in down the men's side in the Ganesh gate and so as quick as the car stopped I see Swami come out in the rand and look across
0: how beautiful
1: yes and uh, He wandered over quietly and then asked the doctor for his report. You know, was it successful? (laughs) (laughs) He's the one orchestrating everything. Yes. And uh, then he came up the lane to the car and leaned in there to me. And he said, how are you feeling? And I said, very well, thank you, Swami. And he said, oh, very happy, very happy. But in your country, you'd have been in hospital 10 to 15 days for that operation.
2: Mm.
1: And I said, yes, Swami. And then I, they, the car drove me to the roundhouse. And I walked upstairs. Walked upstairs? Yes, of course. Uh, no trouble at all. And I rested uh, the next mm. day. But the following day, I was over into the Western Canteen to have Christmas dinner with Jack Hislop <laughs> and Howard Murphy.
0: That is saw me. He had told you you will be back for Christmas and you are back. Yeah, I and
1: back. But he was telling the group, uh, oh, it's alright, he's okay. Operation successful. <laughs> but it was the day before the operation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he
0: just wanted you to go through it, that's it.
1: Yes, yeah, so it was wonderful.
0: Mm. So, when did this happen? Do 19, you remember?
1: The year? 1987. Eighty seven. Mm. Yes. And the following day I was up at Darshan. Marvellous.
2: Sairam. You just heard the first part of the conversation with Arthur and Poppy Hercott, a very senior and honored PSY couple from Australia. Baba appointed Arthur as the chairman of the first PSY organization in Queensland, Australia way back in 1983. Since then, he has held various important positions in the PSY organization. And from the year 2004, He has been serving as a senior advisor to the Prashanti Council, the body which oversees the activities of the International Sai Organization. In today's episode of Trist with Divinity, Arthur and Poppy shared how their journey to Bhagwan began in the early 80s and how the Lord has been mercifully guiding and protecting them even as they continue to do His work. In the next part, Arthur and Poppy share more about how they have felt his love and grace in different and especially trying situations of their life and also how they had the opportunity to meet many spiritual masters in their quest for a spiritual and fulfilling life. This conversation was recorded in the studios of Radio Sai in the month of December 2011, just a couple of days after Christmas in conversation with author and poppy was Radio Sai's Bishop We hope you enjoyed this program. If you have any suggestions or comments, please feel free to write to us to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prasanthi Nilayam.